All right. Welcome, listeners, to episode 10 of Pod of Two Halves. A special bummer because this is episode 10, Andres. We made it. Woo! We made it. Finally, who would have thought? Double digits. You know, know, it'll be a decent while longer until we break into triple digits. So we should really enjoy this double digits. Yeah, we got to celebrate these these victories, right? Uh, Yep. uh, Yep. uh, Yep. Uh, right. a little uh, you're hinting yeah, to maybe yeah. some good conversations coming down the road. Okay. Uh, well, sorry, listener. I'm your host, Logan Dean. Obviously joined here by my co-host. Andres, what's up? There we go, there we go. And uh, on today's exciting episode 10, Double Digits, we got uh, three segments. We're first going to start with uh, a review of match week four from the Premier League, all the matches this weekend. Uh, we're then going to, in the second segment, do our dine and dash. So we'll hit on the Houston Dynamo yeah. and Houston Dash news. And yeah. then we'll finally close out with uh, world and other news. So let's go ahead and jump into uh, a review of match week four in the Premier League, Andres. Let's see. Uh, the first game that took place, and we're not going to necessarily talk about every game, but mm-hmm. this the first one actually happened to be good. It was on Saturday. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Tottenham. That was the one that was at 6.30 a.m. Again, Central Time. The only time that matters. Only time that matters. That's right. And I wanted to bring this up because uh, you predicted that this was going to be 0-3. That is, Tottenham would win away 3-0. Mm. And I predicted a 2-2 draw. And boy, were we both wrong. This was actually a 3-0 uh, yeah, win we, for Crystal Palace. Ooh, we were wrong. Oh, so wrong. Andres, is there an inverse of a gold star? I guess you should tell the listener what a gold star is. For a little prediction game listener that where we compete for points and all sorts of stuff, which you don't have to worry about. But if either of us nails the scoreline, the exact score, like in this case, if one of us had said 3-0, you get a gold star. Andres, this is the first time I've seen where you did the opposite. Yeah, it's like, what would it be? Like uh, a black hole, right? I guess. That's what I was thinking, too. It couldn't be a dwarf. The collapse of a star, because, yeah, it's, it's it's the inverse. It's that exact inverse. Right. The reciprocal, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So it's either a black hole or it's like a frowny face if we go like the whole first grade sticker. Yeah. 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 (laughs) See Uh, me after class. (laughs) (laughs) The the main things I wanted to point point out about this match, though, was um, not just that Crystal Palace got a pretty uh, unexpected win, right? Although I did predict a 2-2 draw. So I had it in that direction, but not quite obviously anything like this. Uh, but this was helped along by the fact that Tottenham had an injury to one of their center backs, Eric Dyer, early on the game. Yeah, I know. Minutes in, right? Yeah, I know. I had him on my fantasy team. That not oh. a good way to start my weekend. I mean, it was it, it it picked up later on, but you know, through other players. But it's like, all right, yo, I got, I have two Tottenham players. One's already injured that didn't play. Uh, Davidson Sanchez. I'm like, all right, come on, Dyer. And it's against Crystal Palace. So it's like, I've got, you know what I mean? It's a yeah. good chance of a clean sheet. Near the 13th minute, hobbling off. I'm like, well, we'll do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that shouldn't spell the end for almost any team, right? Right. That's um, just one, that's just one, you know, one center uh, right. circumstance, right? Just one circumstance, one, one little, one little right. item. Just right. Put that to clean. And, and then, uh, in case of point, then, uh, the game was 0-0 at halftime, and then as we went into the second half, uh, a little over 10 minutes into it, so I think it's in the 58th minute, in fact, Kanganga, the other center back, mm-hmm. okay, or mm-hmm. the other starting center back, he gets a red card. Okay, you, you completely missed the... It wasn't, it wasn't a straight red. It was two yellows. And the first was from, like... Oh, yes, 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 yeah. So we can't glance over that. Yeah. Okay. So the first one was like in the 53rd minute. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just a coming together with Zaha. I mean... Uh, it was more than that. Alright, so what had happened was, alright, it's like some Tottenham dude got quote-unquote may have been fouled, but he was down, right? He was down over on the, the Crystal mm-hmm. Palace side of the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zaha got the ball and he's like, no, we're, we're going to keep playing. And he went off and then Tanganga came full speed and Hands in the face, push, boom, boom. And then there was a whole coming together, chest bump, peacock, peacock, and then Tangang just straight up. Peacock, peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was, Strether. There was a lot of like, oh, yeah. I 
right? A little ruffle my feathers out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Bill's like, all right, well, let me just hold you real quick until this is over. And then, yeah, they got separated, both got yellow. That was, right. okay. That was your, your professional foul. You got a homeboy down on the field. Unwritten rule is to knock the ball out or whatever. Right. You don't have to. Right. Right. Game, you took offense. And Boom. professional foul, real quick, let's just, in case the listener who isn't aware, a professional foul in soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, is uh, basically when you go ahead and you stop what's going to be building to be probably a very dangerous play early on by something that's very obviously a yellow card. We're not talking about injuring. We're just saying like, you grab their arm and hold on to it for a second. Right. It's, the, it's, the, it's the textbook. Yeah, it's the textbook definition of taking one for the team. It's like you're blatantly yep. it, the, the the it's like a blatant like game basketball game to you yeah. know to put them on the line instead of to save the time whatever. It's like all right, right, I'm gonna stop the play now and take the foul right to so the ball can stop and we can for reset. it to be considered a professional foul. Pretty much fans, coaches as well. We should all almost always agree with it that like yeah, that was the right, right call to yeah, do. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's, all right, you got so it was, yellow, but like, all right, yeah. No. Right. It had a purpose. There right. was some random reason. That was his first yellow. And then, boom, five minutes later, he gets that's, his second yellow. That's the egregious one because he loses yeah. the ball. And then he's like, oh, I got to make up for it. Let me lunge at it real quick. And all he got was like, ball was gone. Yeah. Yeah, and he is actually Jordan Ayu that he, he caught late, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Jordan Ayu is pretty slow, so that takes some work. But I think right. he had been pretty shaken up from the interaction all five minutes ago with Zaha and some of that mm-hmm. stuff, and so he, he just bit a little over too hard. Uh, no malice in it, really, just super late slash frazzled, but, I mean, intent doesn't really come into us. Boom, red card. And the reason that I, I mentioned uh, Eric Dyer being injured early on is now Tottenham are not only down a man, this is in the 58th minute, remember, but also, they don't have either of their starting center backs on the pitch. Right. Right. So, uh, Crystal Palace actually had done pretty well in the first half to kind of be offensive more than we've seen all season since they hadn't scored at all. And uh, then it took a while, though, in the second half for Crystal Palace finally to get their first goal. And it was the result of a PK for Wilfred Zaha stepped up and took it. Great. Mm-hmm. That was a goal. Now, what I really wanted to get to, though, was the second goal. All right. So... New signing for Crystal Palace. Oh, you, yeah. You say Edward? Because he has a, uh, it's Ed, Edward, Ed, but with the O. Or, uh, yeah. It's, it's, he's French, isn't it? Or something like that? I know he just came from Celtic. I'm not actually it, sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Research, research. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely right. an Edward. Edward. Yep, Odson Edward. So he, he steps onto the, uh, the pitch, and yeah, within 20 seconds. I nailed it. It is French. Yeah, within 27 seconds of uh, coming onto the pitch, boom, he scores. Talk mm-hmm. about a debut. Oh, man. And then it's fantastic. And score at home within, uh-huh. within the minute getting subbed on is incredible. And actually, right. this is a pretty nice goal for what yeah. it's worth. Yeah, I mean, he just placed yeah. it very, very well. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a classic poultry goal. You know what I mean? He was in the right place, right time. The, the ball that came in, it was uh that was a uh, Zaha's right the the one that came down the line and he just cut it across. Yeah, Zaha sprinted down the left wing, he got into the is. box and pulled homeboy, him, but he passed it back spot, to Edward. Right, right. Homeboys at the yeah. PK spot. One yep. to settle the to settle the pass. Boom, back then it's like that's your your that's what they expected to get when they signed Benteke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, at least yeah. Yeah. I would say, though, if there's, I mean, we've seen many a team, many a player uh, fluff those chances, right? Hit it over or peg a defender or something right. like that. Right. If there's any right. time to do that, it's usually shortly after coming onto the field mm-hmm. because you haven't like, gotten used to the ball. Yep. Yep. Especially if you're a brand new player, can imagine all the nerves. So for him to boom, have uh, nerves of steel there or ice right. in his veins was pretty impressive. Very, it's like this, this type of performance immediately brings up to like, you know, a cult, cult, uh, cult classic or like fan hero yeah. status. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, so yeah. This is our talisman guy. Bring him on. He scores on his first touch or Boom. second. You know yeah. What I mean? Boom. Yeah, yeah. Immediate impact. But then to prove that wasn't a fluke, boom. He scores uh, Crystal Palace's third goal 
almost identical, almost identical spot, right? He picks mm-hmm. it up or they pass it to him. One touch to settle it. Boom. There's no, there's no thinking. So already when he's making the touch to settle the pass, he already knows he's shooting with his next touch. There's no hesitation. Yep. Yep. Again, laying off. But I mean, you got to be in the right position for when your players laid off there and you do it. And you got to get it done. And he there did. It is. So there two goals in your debut. Right. Boom. Super impressive. Um, and I just want to make sure that we highlighted that effort. In fact, spent a little longer on that game than maybe we should have. But without uh, further ado, then. Well, uh, listen, well, yeah. well, yeah, no, when you no. factor in the uh, our issues with Peacock, it's kind of like the only game we both managed to watch. Yeah. So when we say issues with Peacock, just not to be confused with uh, Peacock. Yeah, with the, uh, uh, with the Tenganga Zaha issue. Right? Not in the, right. This is Peacock the service, as in the NBC streaming yeah. app that they've released as in last year. I'll tell you what, it's a good, um, this is a good moment, though, of how spoiled we are in America. So the issues with Peacock were several of the 9 a.m. games went stream. Uh, all of them, except for the, what was it, Brentford? Brentford, Brighton. Yeah. And then later on, Arsenal. And then Norway. that one even, that one even, uh, went off. And yeah. Arsenal came on briefly, but then went off again. Right, it was, it, right. The whole shambles. Right. right now, that's how spoiled we are, though. I mean, okay, yes, that's unfortunate that that happened, but how spoiled we are here in the U.S. with our coverage. Um, I mean, when we weren't able to get a whole bunch of the games. It was like, whoa, what's going on? I mean, it was only go back like five years, and it was tough to like be able to watch Premier League games. Period. You might yep. get like, yeah, the one or two that would come on through, you know, NBC Sports Network or whatever. Actually, it wasn't NBC, but whatever it was. But certainly, to get access to all of them, you had to do pirate streams. I've been told. I don't know. Right. But, uh, I wouldn't right. know any about uh, the pirate. Right. Right. <clears throat> so. Um, partially because of that, and also partially because the games were uh, not as exciting as we'll touch on real quick. I'm going to kind of fly through some of these. So Arsenal-Norwich, uh, that one ended up being 1-0 to Arsenal. You know, Arsenal was better than Norwich um, from what I caught, but this is by no means the result that's like, whoa, they're finding back their form. I mean, it's good that they didn't draw or lose, but Norwich have not been good this season, and they sort of barely beat them, although Arsenal did certainly dominate the offensive chances in the match. Mm. Brentford versus Brighton. Uh, tell you what, man, Brighton just keeps getting it done, even on the road, which is kind of impressive here. I know Brentford's a, a, um, a recently promoted team, but still. So Brighton won this match. So the final scoreline was 0-1. This is the first time Brighton did not score two go- goals this season, by the way, in a match. So mm-hmm. mm, see what that means. What? Okay, so real quick on the Brighton. So mm-hmm. are we are we convinced that the whole feel-good factor from that first game as like Brentford is gone right right when like, they beat Arsenal 2-0 because then they just come you know they just recently been promoted it's been however long the years etc cetera, etc cetera. so um, for all those right. things it was new yeah is it gone yeah and they, they well almost to like okay the, where I'm trying to get to is like um obviously after that game they celebrated it was the last game of the season the whole like lap of honor <laughs> there was the whole like images of and they're in a brand new stadium yep right right now mm-hmm. could could their current run of form be down to possibly a bit of like the soccer gods checking them on their hubris real quick it's like yo yo that was just the uh, first game of the season uh i mean all right honestly no, i don't think so i'm gonna disagree with you here one i don't think they were like overly uh arrogant or proud they were excited. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. I get you. I get you. But yeah, yeah. I, no, I mean, no, not to him because I was all, I was all whelmed up in the whole thing when it went down. The whole, you know, that first yeah. game. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Awesome. That was. I, awesome. I mean, yeah. not knocking him at all. I'm yeah. Knowing that the soccer gods are ever present. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Know, like maybe maybe a little bit. Yeah. Waited. Maybe after, but it was a good game. You can't that first yeah yeah now it's like okay so this is the real brentford as opposed to that like fairy tale like yeah absolutely i think i think that's absolutely true yeah more towards the norm right right i think they they took advantage of uh being able to hit arsenal early on in uh in the season and then they got that win when honestly i bet 
points are going to be pretty hard for them to come by, especially in the first quarter of the season. Usually, uh, recently promoted teams maybe start to find their footing, you know, in the second quarter of the season, if you will. So maybe here in about almost a month. Uh, and then usually they kind of start to they peter out um, after the, the third quarter if they haven't already, uh, just because of, you know, it's a little more demanding for the players' rotations and picking up your squad, et cetera. So I just think Brentford will be very similar to Fulham last season. I think they play a decent form, but it's just not going to get the points, sadly. Right. Um, so the other 9 a.m. match that I did want to touch on was Leicester City versus Man City. Manchester City, mm-hmm. for no other reason that this was some top-of-the-table clash. Um, and this is a match that uh, ended with Man City getting the uh, win away, so they won 1-0 over Leicester. Mm-hmm. Uh, all in all, it was a great game. Uh, but I'm not going to go into the details of it right now, mainly because there's only that one goal, and it was one that was uh, decently worked, but wasn't like mesmerizing or anything like that. Oh, uh, uh, that was... um. Uh, oh my gosh. I just like does name midfielder. He's been there for quite a uh... Bernardo Silva. Silva, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was there real quick yeah. on the reaction. It was the goal that was basically caught that's, by Subiachu. Oh my God. Sayonchu. Sayonchu, yeah. Uh, sliding at the same time that the keeper also coming uh, down to the side. That's why, that's why it was unassisted. I, that was my one curiosity. Yeah, I have uh, Gabriel Jesus on my fantasy, so I was like, "Why? Uh, he's at least there. He's gotten like an assist or two in the past few games. Like, in this one's unassisted, but that makes yeah." Sense. So it was, it was off of his slide. I don't think the, the commentary was giving a little bit of a criticism of Piatri for uh, his. He should have been better with his feet or something, but the ball got pinged to him so fast, and he did not just like. You know, knock it into the goal or anything like that. Instead, though, it, he was down the ground and it had ricocheted into just sort of a mixer danger area. And uh, Ronaldo Silva was quick as quick as could be to go ahead and put it into the net. And that was the goal. So, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Man United versus Newcastle was also on the 9 a.m. games on Saturday. Now, this was uh, noticeable mainly for the return of Ronaldo, aka the return of. Crown Aldo, we've been crowning him Return of the King, as well as Ronaldo because he's Cristiano Ronaldo. Right, right. Sure enough. And it, it, this mm-hmm. one was on USA. Yeah, it so we were able to watch this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he got Manchester United's opening goal of the match, uh, mm-hmm. like two minutes before halftime. A little quick mm-hmm. poker's goal, a shot that came in ricochet, and he was right there. Although, if you look at the replay, it is kind of impressive that as the shot is still coming into the keeper, He's already running onto where yes. it's likely to defend. Yes, yes, almost it, like as the do as oh, I think it was Greenwood, as Greenwood's like cranking up his leg to take this shot. Right, Ronaldo realizes, oh, there's a potential like rebound here. Let me get in the right position. Yeah, not just running onto rebound, but yeah, right position. It actually it made me have um shades or recollect back to uh, uh the last dance. About the Chicago Bulls when we we're learning about Dennis oh, Rodman. Oh, we talk about Rodman, where it, yeah. oh the ball like comes up here and it can go here and then it, and then it bounces off here and spins this way. Yep. And here. Yep. There's a yep. there's a bit yep. a bit in the in the show where Rodman is describing how he basically is trying to figure out every angle that the ball could bounce off of depending on how it comes in with how much force trajectory and all that sort of stuff. Ronaldo's either luck or where he was was like wow that was very likely the best probability for where it would deflect and sure enough and he was like right. It was right there. Now, um, the commentary and like uh, the studio guys, they they made a good point of highlighting the fact that like this isn't the same Ronaldo that Left 12 years ago. It was a winger. Uh, it's a player playing out of position that's like learned how to. It's like, no, he's he's mastered oh, yeah. it. He knows where to be, how the ball's going to go, where the where the flow of the game's going. So it's like, it's not that he's 
he's playing out of position. No, it's he's transitioned into now this new position, this new role. And I mean, new role for him. Yeah, he's adapted yeah. it over time. Yeah, it's it's been yeah. over the last. I'd say five years, especially the last two seasons that he had even just it, fully adapted into that role. It, it yeah. definitely started that after, obviously, the whole time at Juventus. He was playing nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronaldo would actually go on to score Manchester United's second goal as well. That mm-hmm. one was like in the 67 minute. And then uh, Manchester United got two more goals. Uh, Bruno Fernandes in the 80th and then Jesse Lingard 90th plus two. And I guess if I'm doing all of these, then I might as well point out the fact that, yes, Newcastle did score a goal. That was in the 56th minute. Assisted by uh, ASM on St. Maximin. Yeah. Um, I don't know but, why, but he's just he's just really fun. He's a fun he, follow he on Twitter. He's, and <laughs> I don't know, the headband, bro. Like I'm a big fan of the headband. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Any, anything where – what I think it is – I hope it is that he's um, – Trying to channel a little bit of the energy of Julie Ertz and her famous headband. And, you know, I'm not okay with that. I was going like Karate Kid, man. I was hoping you would do like, a, oh, yeah, yeah, like a Firmino yeah. kind of like spin kick deal. When uh, okay, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Southampton versus West Ham. Nothing to talk about here. There was a zero-zero draw. Uh, Watford versus Wolves. Tell you what. Uh, this ended up being. Uh, zero to two. That is the Wolves one away two nil. Uh, but it's notable that the Wolves' first goal of the season, and it was an own goal. In fact, off of first. <laughs> now, luckily, they did get a second goal, so it wasn't like wow, the only way right. you won like, was all right, all right, all right. Yeah, y'all didn't right. It's like how y'all win without actually scoring a goal. You know, y'all needed help to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was on Peepcock, so um, yeah. And yeah, we weren't able really to watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, final match on Saturday, um, just Chelsea versus Aston Villa. Um, mm. That one ended up being three uh, 0 for Chelsea. You and I both predicted two 0 for Chelsea. Mm. This game went exactly kind of how we thought it would. Romelu Lukaku was a beast, obviously. Yeah, it was. Uh, he just sort of bullied him, even all his runs off the ball. So uh, he he scored Chelsea's first goal in the 15th minute, and then uh, it would be all the way into the beginning of the second half. When Kovacic, who's actually a player I'm a big fan of, he's like a... Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'd say are. he's a, not just like a defensive centerman, he's kind of turned into like a, not a, I don't know. Yeah, no. A box-to-box centerman. There it is. He's yeah. solid going forward, bro, yeah. but he still gives you that that defensive, you edge. know, solidarity. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, He'll body. Like, he'll body up for sure. Right. The, uh, either the ball is going past or the player is going past, but both at the same time. Yeah, he definitely has, yeah. And then uh, Romelu Lukaku would score Chelsea's third goal in 90-plus-3. So that was mm-hmm. why, how Lukaku got his two goals. But that game went exactly as we saw pretty So, so wait, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to talk about your boy getting hurt. Oh, okay, so Pulisic wasn't uh, on – obviously he didn't start and he wasn't on the bench, and that's because he had gotten injured uh, in the last match for the U.S. Uh, away mm-hmm. to Honduras. So I think he'll be out for hopefully just like another week. So obviously this week, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I need these updates, man. You know what I mean? I know you don't play the FPL, but I do play the fantasy Premier League. I keep up with these players, man. Well, yeah. Okay. That's fair. I mean, honestly, even his playing time would be kind of tough. I mean. No, no, no. Yeah, I know it is. But at this point, it's like since he has, since he's out right now, the value would have dropped, right? He's not going to be playing, so yeah, yeah. So he's got an expected return in late September. So yeah, like there two weeks, yeah, exactly. There, yeah. there it is. It's like I can get him on the cheap right now. Mm-hmm. That's true. And maybe later he'll come good. For the fantasy league stuff, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to uh, the last match that we're going to cover today, which was uh, on Sunday. That was Leeds versus Liverpool. That was the only match of Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this match actually. I'm going to say it went the way sort of that we both predicted and that we both predicted that Liverpool was going to win. However, mm-hmm. uh, you had predicted uh, Liverpool was going to win only 2-1. I predicted that Liverpool was only going to win 3-2. That was by a single goal. And at least the way I described it, I thought this was going to be potentially quite close. Maybe just because Liverpool had a decent number of players who were on international duty, coming back, etc. Nope. They utterly schooled Leeds, in my opinion. I mean, they beat them 3-0, so the scoreline says that they did, you know, a dominated Leeds. But I also thought just in watching the the overall flow of the game, they pretty well schooled Leeds 
What do you think? Yeah. No, yeah, it was it was a dominant performance, but it's still overshadowed by Harvey Elliott's. Like that, it's rough, dude. Like, yeah. Okay, so huge on the whole thing. All right, so Harvey Elliott is a, a recent uh, young breakout star for Liverpool. I'm gonna let you take it away 18, here after this. So. He got injured today, so go ahead and give the listener a little bit more background of on Harvey Elliott, and then also what happened to him today. His injury. Uh, he's 18 years old. Started mm-hmm. the. Where's it come from again? We got him from Fulham. There we go. Just want to make sure. Pinky's up. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's this the third game in a row that he started. Um, which last season, I mean, he played oh, he some. Ter- oh no, last season he was on loan at Blackburn. He was tearing it up, bro. Oh like, right, I tearing it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, boom. I mean, even if you go away on loan to a uh, championship or even lower team for a season, you do very well. When you then come back to a Premier League team, especially when the top of the table, I don't think it's expected necessarily that you'll be starting at all, especially at his age, right? Right, um, but he managed to, through preseason and the says he's had it, he's had in the early fixtures, like, it, it's, he's earned the the starting spot for these past three games like, absolutely and he's played quite well all on it yeah right that he's seamlessly incorporated himself into this lineup towards like it's not so much where it's like a shock if he's not in the lineup but it's it's not a shock um, that he is there it is it's like refreshing that he's there like, oh okay yeah 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 no this and works. seamlessly this... trans into the team is is no mean feat i mean just ask Keta, right he still hasn't really gelled fully. With right, team. but he's suffered oh. with injuries and such, which we're about to bring up. Uh, that was right. Elliot. So it's a darn shame then that Harvey Elliott got. Uh, how how injured is he? So okay, how did he get injured? So it was all right. So it was I can't pronounce some boy's name. He's some dude for Leeds. Um, he looks like a pirate. Um, what? Well, like five of them look like pirates with all like the long hair. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this dude's got the facial hair to match. Um. So it was like this tackle from behind, and I actually like missed the actual contact, like how it happened or whatever. Because basically, like when I turned back to the TV to to watch, the trainers were running onto the field without even the refs' permission. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. normally, happens is the ref goes over, checks the player, and then he tells the the, the medical staff to gives them permission to come on the field. Not nah, bro, this happened right in front of. Liverpool's bench, and immediately the the medical staff was on on the field. Like it was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. This is the the tackle was by Strook, by the way. So just so there you go, sure there you go. That. Yeah, and uh, it was from behind and such, and I didn't see it. And they it was so bad that they didn't even play the the replay throughout the rest. Yeah, of the game. I yeah. Still not not like oh, it snapped his leg in some terrible way that you know graphically on TV, but just it was a bad tackle, and so there wasn't any point of looking. Oh, his foot was the him. wrong way. Yeah, it was uh, like an Andre Gomez thing, where like his foot is pointing the wrong way. Klopp has said it, and an interview all the players have said it, and after like they were shocked, bro. And it happens right in front of the Liverpool bench. Right. So straight red for Strook, um, and then Harvey Elliott. I mean, right off the top, I mean, just to come back into playing form. If let's see, he, he like he's out. broke his ankle, right? Uh, so it's not a break, but he still has to. Surgery and stuff, but he's out for the rest of the season. Oh, and, I don't, I don't know if I would think that. I mean, you're more informed than I am, especially with it being Liverpool. But I, I would... well, let's go, let's let's. There's a precedent, bro. Andre Gomez. This happened to him last season. He was out for basically a whole last year. Yeah, I'd say there's a little bit of age difference. Uh, the son, the the son, son, uh, Andre Gomez uh, tackle, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I just, I, you know, I get your, I, I get your point yeah. with age, but like this isn't like a muscular shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, my true. man's foot was point pointed the wrong way. Like, there's like damage, legitimate. Like, they have to do reconstructive surgery in there with ligaments and all that other stuff. It's not like a muscle tear or like some kind of something where age would play a play a a part in elongating the recovery. It's like, no, this is bad. Okay. Oh. So he's out for at mm-hmm. least a year. At least a year. Okay. 
Uh, that is obviously a darn shame since you got off to such a flying start uh, exactly. in Premier League season. Um, so that wraps up all of the Premier League action that took place this weekend. There is one last Premier League game for match week four. It's going to be taking place uh, today, Monday, uh, September 13th. That's going to be Everton. Yeah, that's Everton versus Burnley. That's uh, going to be at 2 p.m. Uh, ah, so I'm really glad that you said it doesn't matter, Andres, because it doesn't matter also for our little predicting game, which is mostly behind the curtain. Uh, but I do want to let the listener know that boom, 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 I, Quasi Logo, uh, as I'm known for the prediction game, I uh, I got my first win. Why the Why season. they call you that, my man? Why they call you that? <laughs> because while I don't know a whole lot, I usually got a hunch. Ba-dum. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's some Notre Dame joke right there. All right. Uh, uh, so even with one last game, uh, due to how many points uh, I am ahead, it means I'll win. It's kind of sad that it took me until the fourth match week to win. You had three in a row. But uh, thanks for letting me get on the board before this got uh, to run away. Enjoy so. the wins while oh, they're here. I will. I will. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's go give the listener real quick a uh, match of the week. Undress my vote for that is Leicester. First Manchester City. If okay. I would tell the listener at the least, watch the extended highlights, which you could find okay. on the uh, Peacock app if you go down to extended highlights under sports. Um, it's a really uh, pretty like, Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Go ahead and finish off your. The match ahead. itself, though, is, is, is a lot of explosive back and forth action. And it can kind of, mm. it would go off at any time. So it's, if you were to watch a full match, I would recommend that one. Uh, that's my personal vote. Full. All right. Cool. Cool, yep. cool. So if you if you're on a time crunch, mm-hmm. I'd go ahead and check out the extended highlights of Chelsea, uh, not Chelsea, the uh, Crystal Palace, Tottenham. Yeah, that was yeah. entertaining. But not, that was I entertaining. Mean, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like you're you're still good with watching the extended highlights because it'll have the whole Zaha thing, Tangalanga, Langa, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Tangalanga, Langa. You know what? Actually, it's got to work. That makes me think of Kanganga only this time, mainly because, like, oh, he got a red card, so he was missing in action. There it is. Think of MIA, the rapper Mm -hmm. from London, no less. Okay. Mm -hmm. This game was played in London. Yes, it was. uh, I recall. Darby, if you will. Kind of. Like, one of her first albums, I think Arula or whatever, but she had a song on it called Galang. So. Tangalangaling. MIA yep. Tangalangaling. Yep. Yep. MIA Tangalangalangaling. Yep. That's exactly what uh, what this made me think of. And that song actually I played, I don't know, for At the rest of Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll repeat. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, listener, please feel free to look up uh, Galang by MIA. That's G A L A N G. And you'll hear right in the beginning of the lyrics, too. Come, call him from London. Call him from London. And this was happening in London. So it, it's perfect. It lines up so well. Like, um, watch, what, uh, like watch the highlights on mute while you listen to. Oh, that's a it, it, that's it's how like that, right? It's like a dark side of the moon, uh, and um, Wizard of Oz kind of. Oh, you know, nice! Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. You gotta do. They sync up. That's what it is. Uh, any other uh, match of the week notes, Andres? <sighs> um, that's it. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though the the Liverpool. Oh, I will say, though, notable moment for Liverpool, I forgot to mention. Salah got his 100th goal for the club. There it is. Yeah, we've got to mention that. So he is now a centurion. Way to go. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I think in, like, 162 matches. That's a pretty good uh, goal per game average. Yeah, there's only, like, four players that have done it faster. Well, we got Shearer. We got Henri. We got... I mean, those two already, right? Yeah, I got to think of 100 goals. I don't know. I don't know who else would. And that think. quick too. Like I don't even yeah. think Suarez is in there. Yeah, I don't uh, think he stayed long. Oh, a Wero. Wero. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on from match of the week though, uh, player of the week. Uh, you got any votes for this? Because I have one. I think we're on the same the same page here. So I'll let you go ahead. We're talking Edson Otterward of uh, Crystal Palace. Yep. 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 Yeah, making your debut and getting not one but two goals. One one goal in twenty seven seconds with right. your first already, touch. Right, right. already on. Well, in second touch, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, already scoring on your debut, coming in late. You know what I mean? Against Tottenham, mm-hmm. Tottenham mm-hmm. rival. Yeah, yeah, he's already winning, 
and then the second yeah. one not. that just that just solidified like i said the, the whole like cult hero yeah, yeah. status it, kind of thing yeah yeah he should definitely be on you know have some early uh early adopters to cult status for following him we should see if they have any special songs for him next time they play a home game mm-hmm. um you know goal of the week i honestly don't have any decided at the moment nothing jumps out immediately to me uh, uh and i'm gonna open up listener actually if you have any recommendations for goal go. of the week and we'll even go as far as to say it doesn't even have to be within the premier league we'll, we'll open it up if you want some other ones but we don't Not have a a lot of soccer happened this weekend. Doesn't yeah. matter. So uh, if you want to uh, send in your um, your pick for goal of the week, uh, feel free to do that on Twitter at pod of underscore two halves, their Twitter handle. Um, let's see. I don't know if we're still doing this award. The Hamez Milner Award for the week, named after you know James Milner, somebody who always does the work day in, day out. Um, mm. So kind of almost like a coach's award, except you're effective as well. Uh, my vote for this actually is Kalechi Nacho of uh, Leicester. Mm-hmm. I know that Leicester didn't win, but boy, he put in a lot of work, and he also yeah. had some times where he's always been kind of slight of build, and yet he got uh, he bodied up with players, including um Walker, Man City's uh, right back, and mm-hmm. uh, Walker bounced off of him, which is pretty impressive. And Ooh. he's he's had you know a, quite a bit of a road ever since he left left Manchester City to no longer be a substitute, but you know a starter. And he's he's right. coming good on it, so uh, I, I'm happy for him in that story. And in this match, he seemed to put in quite a shift. You got any uh, James Milner award for the week? Um, you know, I I I see where you're going on the running order, but I'm gonna switch it up. Check it. So I'm gonna actually pick somebody from the same team or from the same game. Mm. I'm gonna go with Matip on that first goal, son. The first goal for Liverpool, he had, if you notice, Van yeah. Virgil gives him the ball. It's like a square pass. They're, you know, center back, right? Mm-hmm. Square ball. My man takes it from his own half, right? Yep. Make the marauding run. Marauding is the right word, too. Not like he was yeah. um, aimless, was- but he didn't drive at a full sprint, but he kept taking the ground that was given to him in front there of him. No one closed him, right? Right. Oh, he's like, like, oh, you guys are just going to let me take them. Come on. Right. I'm right. taking all this space. Let's go. Woo, woo, woo. A, a lot I of time, me. players in his position, when they're given that space, they, they still know that, like, by the half field line or somewhere, they got, they got past it. They have used this to kind of like invisible barrier. Yeah. 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 But it's no, great if you can instill in your head instead to um, not drive full speed into the uh, opponent's half. Oh, well, but just keep take, taking the take space you're given to you. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so yeah, he uh, he takes it as it's like the 18th up until like the 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 box, right? And they're like, mm-hmm, all right, mm-hmm. I need to get some pressure, right? Manages to like hold up. He has the 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 presence of mind, the wherewithal, right, yeah, right. Because Salah had made a run this way, which is super tempting, right? And then like you're a defender that far up in and up the field you get this massive urge to just shoot the ball, right? Yeah, you and I know that from personal experience. I'm trying Last to tell time you. Last we were playing for the, the rec team, we were usually defenders, and we would get these shooting opportunities, and we would balloon, I would balloon it over. I won't speak for you. Anyways, go on. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. But he had the presence of mind to hold the ball up, wait for my man, my man Trent on the right to make his, like, to catch up, because he was coming in all by himself. Mm-hmm. Waited for Trent. Placed mm-hmm. the perfectly weighted ball to Trent. Yeah, Trent could cut it across to Salah to score that that his hundred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, yeah, I'm... it's it, it, it it's gonna be forgotten in the in it being, you know, Salah's hundredth goal, yet another mm-hmm. assist for for Trent. But like, my man Joel Matip, center back. Just brought it up, damn it, the whole field, and yeah. not just that, not just escorted the ball up the field, Ooh. but had the wherewithal to like hold the ball up. I see my man running over here, so let me wait till he's in the perfect. Yeah, spot. that's I agree. With, I mean, it's nice. Ball. I said when a center back like eats the space that's given to him in front of him, but it's mm. particularly impressive what you just said there, and that he waited for that runner to overlap on the right. Not saying that that's mm-hmm. like something we mm-hmm. don't see, but 
there's very few phases of play of which he would have been in that situation to know to wait for the runner. And when we say wait for the runner, we don't mean like he paused and held it up and was kind of like dilly-dallying. Instead, you keep running, but you slow down your gait or slow your pace. Down. It, it, right, the timing. The timing. That's it right there. Right, mm-hmm. right. So you slow it down so that you should be getting to the defender, hopefully by the time that your overlapping player has already made the run and you could deliver it. But it's not so much that you stop or go completely slow because then that kind of lets everyone know you know what's got what's up instead right you're, you're not tele- you're not trying to yeah. telegraph the pass so it's basically you're taking up the space up until the last moment right right basically well, then- i meant where you're you're holding the pass to right before you're about to get tackled or whatever but you're yeah. slowing down to allow the overlap to get yeah. to the right spot and then right after all this whole thing of the timing and this and that to play the perfectly weighted ball so trent can just Boom, first time to to Mo 1 0. Yeah, yeah. And, so and you know what? Maybe this. I'm really, yeah, I'm really glad that you named him actually because the whole spirit of the James Milner Awards, not only that you show class, is why we call him James Milner in these instances, even though he's James Milner, right? Because he's Mr. Boring. Mm-hmm. So we spice mm-hmm. it up for him. But also, you know, you're doing all the stuff that basically usually goes uncelebrated. There it right? is. But it's like, hey, no, that was really good. That was really good. And you're right. He will not go completely celebrated. But the fact that he was able to do that in his other plays in the game where he was doing something of similar ilk, take a moment, take an appreciation for that level of play. I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You persuaded Kudos me even over mine. He is the Hamas Milner. Man. Yeah. It's the Hamas Milner Award of the Week. And now I believe we have one last funnel uh, award that we started, which is uh, the Stoolhouse Rocks Player of the Week. Uh, That's right. Basically being your kind of your dickish player or what have you doing what we call crap housery mm-hmm. uh, for those of you mm-hmm. who know some football lingo uh man I, I don't have anybody for this one did you have i got you okay. i got you the same okay. game the same game wow bro. so this was all after the you know the harvey elliott stuff with the injury and it was eight minutes of stoppage time right so mm-hmm. like it was probably only like five to ten minutes after that happened right and you know the 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 attitude in the game, the atmosphere had gone down, right? Mm-hmm. Understandably so. Right. Leads start picking up, right? They start uh-huh. getting more chances as such. Ball comes into the box. Ellison gets the ball. You know, you had you had to do a little like ground slide thingy. It comes yeah, together okay. with Bamford. Bamford still tries to kick the damn ball while Ellison's like while Allison has both hands on the ball. Like, they're both on the ground. You know mm. what I'm saying? I don't know if you caught that. We're like, Allison had the ball. And they're both on the ground. And Homeboy still tries to, like, kick at him. And this is after, like, the whole injury, injury thing with Harvey Elliott. Yeah. Right. And even before that, from the jump, Leeds has been going in hard on everybody on their court. You know they what I'm do. Saying? So, yeah. So it's like that, like, bro. Yeah. We done just seen my man over here get stretched off. Right. And you want to do some dumb shit? Like, come there on. There we go. I, that's why I'm going to absolutely second your uh, nomination here for Stoolhouse Rocks Player of the Week is that, listen, kicking on the ground or the goalkeeper having it, you're never going to, you're almost never going to get the ball free from them. Never. Anyways, right? Never. Also, even if you did, ref's obviously immediately going to call it. So it's like, Thanks. why are you doing this? This is why? not something why? in your own interest as a player that you should do because it's like, this is not the sort of thing Look. to take a risk on a yellow card for. Take a yellow card right. risk Look. on a professional foul. Yeah. Right. It's like, look, he knew he was going to get the Storehouse Rock Fair of the Week award whenever he, like, when he got up and, like, gave Allison a handshake. And he he had that smirk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. 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 I agree. Oh, um, okay. Well, the... I believe that wraps up our uh, review of the uh, Premier League Match Week 4 action. Uh, so, listener, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break before we come back with our second segment, which will be Dine and Dash. So, uh, we'll catch Yo, you in a can't minute. Can't wait. <laughs> I love soccer. I love podcasts. If only there was a way to bring the dualities of these two parts of my life together. Now there is. 
Pod of Two Halves podcast. I listen to new episodes as soon as they drop, Mondays and Fridays. Look for Pod of Two Halves anywhere you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe. All right, listeners, welcome back to Pod of Two Halves. This is our second segment, Dine and Dash and Discourse. And I'm uh, sad to report that Andres is not able to continue recording this evening. Uh, he had some projects and what have you that he got caught up in. So um, you're going to have to listen to just me for uh, the second and third segment. But I'll try to go through them uh, much quicker than we spent our time enjoying the Premier League review in segment one. So, uh, like I said, Dine and Dash and Discourse. We'll go ahead and start with the Houston Dynamo. So the Houston Dynamo this past Saturday on September 11th, they hosted Austin FC. You may have recalled, listeners, from the last episode that uh, looking ahead to this match and that Austin was the joint worst team in the Western Conference, and it was a home game for the Dynamo, so if there's any game where the fans can get excited for a potential win, it's this game. And sure enough, the Dynamo won 3-0. And talk about a quick start. Uh, the Dynamo scored after just 27 seconds. Uh, a real explosive beginning there. Uh, second fastest goal in Dynamo history. And uh, then they went on to um, continue dominating uh, against Austin FC, uh, continued to push and play well, and in fact uh, got their second goal in just the 24th minute by Fafa Picol. And uh, that finished, the half basically stayed the same way where the Dynamo were um, dominating Austin FC and almost all stats except for possession. Austin, the way they play, they kind of hold on to the ball, but they move it a little more slow and methodically, and Dynamo had no problem being quick on the counter, especially on the right side, as Zarek Valentin right back would continue to send it long and over the top to uh, our right winger, uh, or, or Rudy running through on the right. Um, also, Darwin Quintero got the start for this game. I think it may have been his first start. Uh, to be honest, he's our designated player that joined at the beginning of the season, and he has played very few minutes, but uh, he came on to the starting lineup for this match, and boy, did he seem hungry. He's playing well, uh, being a real good distribution, and in fact, he's the creative force that causes the first goal, and that he drives and uh, takes on two to three Austin FC players within their own box, and uh, including his sh- uh, shot, which megs a player that uh, gets half-save deflected, and uh, Dorsey, the Dynamo, is, here to, is there to put it away, and therefore get that first goal in all of 27 seconds. Um, so, like I said, just uh, the Dynamo dominated the first half. In fact, some uh, quick stats about it. Uh, Dynamo had nine shots versus Austin six, but more importantly, shots on goal. Austin or Houston had four shots on goal in the first half, whereas Austin had none. Uh, but the possession stat, like I said, was 34% for Houston in the first half compared to 66% for Austin in the first half. Uh, so then moving into the second half, there's some good back-and-forth play. Um, and then, finally, uh, if you were to catch it about at 63 dead-on minutes, uh, <clears throat> we go from a cross by Dynamo Dorsey on the right to Memo Rodriguez, who had recently just subbed on, and Memo catches it uh, but uh, flicks it just wide of the uh, goal on the right. So as uh, Austin FC then play the ball out for a goal kick, uh, it temporarily gets uh, pressured by high press of the Dynamo on the Dynamo's right side, Austin FC's left side. Dynamo steal the ball, but only momentarily because they stole the ball from Bearhalter, who, yes, this is the son of U.S. men's national team coach Greg Bearhalter, uh, baby Bearhalter here. He uh, lost the ball due to the high press, but then he regained it, and then he looks up and he uh, punishes a long diagonal pass all the way across the field to Austin FC's right wing, uh, which is our left back position. And uh, it goes to uh, Ritas, uh, Austin FC's player on the right wing, and then he crosses it one time early uh, onto an on-running uh, Cecilio Dominguez, who catches it on the volley impressively. Sadly, he kind of aims it very close to our keeper, Nelson, who, by the way, this is just his third match, I believe, as March, our regular keeper, has been uh, out and injured since uh, two weeks ago. But um, uh, Nelson is able to parry it. It goes off the post, so that was a very close chance for Austin FC, but what's really impressive then is immediately the clearance by the Dynamo is from uh, center back Teenage Davey, 
who he clears it intentionally and deliberately to Fafa Pico, who is located on the left touch line, uh, right about at the half field. He's able to um, fake, check, and then run back. And so the defender that's immediately on him uh, overreads the, uh, the flight of ball so that they're not there for the header. Fafa brings it down, and Fafa drives all along the uh, left flank, Dynamo's left flank, Austin FC's right flank, and then he starts to uh, carve in towards the box, right is about to hit that uh, corner of the 18. He slows down a little bit to allow the uh, very prodigiously hardworking uh, Rudy to make an overlap on his left. Right then he sort of, Picoult, Fafa Picoult, shimmies a bit to the left as if he's going to pass to Rudy. The defender that's in front of Fafa, who's supposed to be shutting down his angle for a shot, barely hip checks towards the run of a Rudy. That leaves an opening uh, Fafa's right to go ahead and uh, place it into goal. He shoots it in the air. Again, a good firm play shot that hits the right side netting goal uh, for putting the Dynamo up 2-0 in just the 64th minute. Or sorry, puts the Dynamo up 3-0 in the 64th minute. And this is uh, Fafa Picoult's um, second, or this is the only time this, uh, let me back up there. <laughs> this is uh, the first time that Fafa Picoult has gotten two goals in a game for the Houston Dynamo. This is also the first time this season that the Dynamo have had three goals in a game. Um, and uh, this match, should be noted though, is the first of three matches in eight days for the Houston Dynamo. So the remaining two matches are first uh, away to LA Galaxy on Wednesday, September 15th. I'll be at 9.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN+. Plus. Also, the match after that is going to be uh, home for the Houston Dynamo, where they're going to be hosting FC Dallas, and that's going to be on Saturday, September 18th at 9 p.m. Central Time. And it's notable, that's on 2-Day NA, or T-U-D-N. This is one of the few matches where I don't believe it'll be on ESPN Plus at all. I think 2-Day NA bought the rights to it entirely. So if you want to watch that match, you're going to have to make a point of... Uh, catching it live or some other means because I don't believe it's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So again, there's a match midweek Wednesday that's away to LA Galaxy and then there's uh, the third and final match of this three matches eight days which is going to be at home to FC Dallas. So with uh, a flying start, our best result by far, a 3-0 win over off Then things are looking up for the uh, Dynamo, although it's probably a little too little too late uh, as we only have 10 uh, matches left in the season. That's a regular season with 34 matches. And the Dynamo, yes, they catapulted, as Glenn Davis said, uh, commentary to, part of the commentary team, catapulted above Austin FC from 13th into 12th. Uh, but they are only four points behind FC Dallas, who, like I said, they'll be playing uh, on this upcoming weekend on Saturday. Uh, but they are eight points away from the playoff picture, which is currently held... By, uh, in 7th by Real Salt Lake. So, uh, yeah, maybe they could pick up 8 points more than their immediate uh, competitors and make it to the playoffs, but I'm going to say it's unlikely. But hey, hope springs eternal. And I'll tell you what, the only way that I can wrap up how exciting it is for the Dynamo to actually win, because I believe coming into this game, it had been 111 days since the last time the Houston Dynamo won, um, is uh, actually best brought to you by your very own co-host, Andres. Take it away. Abba-dibba-doo, gotta dare you. All right, so uh, that is the Dynamo part of the Dynan Dash. Let's move on to the Houston Dash. The Houston Dash had a match on Friday, September 10th, against the Chicago Red Stars. That was in Houston. The final score of that match, sadly, was 1-1. Uh, the Dash were up 1-0, but... Uh, once again, these 70th minutes are not good, uh, not happy hunting for the Houston Dash in the last few games. They got scored on in the 75th minute by the Chicago Red Stars, which then made it a draw. So this means that the Dash are seventh, just one spot off of the playoffs. The top six teams in the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL, go through to the playoffs. But it should be notable that they are tied on points with sixth place Washington Spirit in the playoff picture. And they're only below them due to goal differential, where the Houston Dash have a goal differential of negative three. That is, they've been scored on three more goals than they have scored themselves, whereas the Washington Spirit have a goal differential of plus one. 
Also, while we're looking at if the Dash win their next match, and that next match is going to be away to racing Louisville, um, then they would likely tie the Chicago Red Stars on 26 points. I say that because Chicago currently has 26 points, and Chicago's next match is at home against league leaders Portland Thorns. So it's a pretty good chance that Chicago does not pick up any points in that match. So potentially, that would put the Dash, if they were to win their next match, and Chicago don't pick up any points as I just predicted, uh, that could put the Dash potentially into fifth or at least sixth in the event that Washington Spirit went at home uh, against Kansas City, which is very likely. So that's uh, the teams that are right around them. Now, when is this next match? We'll have to wait two weeks for the next match because the NWSL takes off this upcoming week and weekend for the Women's International Window. Um, mostly going to be dominated by uh, World Cup qualifiers for the Women's World Cup European regions due to some of their qualifiers. Uh, so like I said, that match will be away to Racing Louisville on Sunday, September 26th. Listeners might recall that the Dash recently played and beat Louisville just two weeks ago. Uh, they beat them 1-0, but that was a home game for Houston in Houston, and they won by just the one goal. Prior to that match, much earlier in the season, uh, I think this is back actually the end of June, uh, so three months ago, the Houston Dash went away to Racing Louisville, and they lost 0-1. So, if Houston managed to get all three points on the road in this next match against Racing Louisville, it will very likely be the result of a hard-fought game. That is it for Dine and Dash and Discourse listeners. So uh, going to take a quick break, and we'll be back for the third and final segment of Episode 10, World and Other News. See you in a moment. Logan here again, this time to ask you, listener, to help us by supporting our podcast. Now, listen, I'm not saying it's the greatest cause in the world, or that it's even a good cause, or even a cause. But you know what comes after a cause? B-cause. You should support our podcast because you like what you're hearing. And real talk, we need to keep the lights on. So if you could click on the support link under our show description in Spotify or whatever app you're listening to us on. Or you can even find us on Twitter at pod of underscore two halves. It's all spelled out. So that's P-O-D-O-F underscore T-W-O-H-A-L-V-E-S pod of underscore two halves that's for us on twitter and whatever you can give whatever you contribute is greatly appreciated so we can keep providing the content you like listen to all right listener welcome back to pot of two halves episode 10 for the third segment in today's episode the final segment world and other news so uh Basically, the main focus is that uh, the European tournaments, the European club tournaments, are going to be starting up this week. So uh, that includes the UEFA Champions League, sort of the best of the best tournaments, uh, where we have our final 32 teams kicking off their group play. There are eight groups with four teams each. Each team is going to play each of the other three teams in their group, home and away, over the course of the next few months. Um, and uh, on Tuesday is going to be groups E, F, G, and H. Uh, standout matches from that include, uh, well, primarily Barcelona versus Bayern Munich, which is going to be at 2 p.m. on 2-Day NA, that's T-U-D-N, and Paramount Plus. Uh, but another one that's going to be kicking off earlier is uh, Young Boys versus Manchester United at 11.45 a.m., on TUDN and Paramount Plus. And again, those times are central time, the only time that matters. Um, now, on Wednesday, continuing with the Champions League play, uh, groups A, B, C, and D are going to be playing. So uh, doing these in chronological order this time, uh, Das is going to be playing Borussia Dortmund at 11.45 a.m. on TUDN. Today and and Paramount Plus. I picked that game as one to stand out and watch only because Borussia Dortmund is usually a lot of fun, um, both with their sort of offensive uh, prowess and ability combined with some of their defensive frailties. And I have no idea really what to expect from Besiktas, especially away to Besiktas, which is a, a Turkish team. That could be a pretty unruly uh, home stadium as far as uh, visiting teams are concerned. Uh, the other two games that I would recommend to catch if possible, on Wednesday 
is uh, Manchester City versus RB Leipzig. That'll be at 2 p.m. on TUDN, Today NA, and Paramount+. Plus. And then also Liverpool versus AC Milan at 2 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the Liverpool versus AC Milan I'm, I'm picking out uh, because that is a storied clash. Uh, if we look back to 2005 and when Liverpool famously won the Champions League after being behind significantly at halftime. That was against AC Milan in Istanbul, sort of a miracle in Istanbul, as Liverpool fans refer to it, and as many other fans of the Premier League uh, back in the early 2000s might recall. So uh, it's been quite a while since these two teams have met uh, in proper competition, so should be interesting. And then Manchester City versus RB Leipzig, I pick out only because Manchester City were champions last season of uh, the Premier League, and they started off pretty well this season. And RB Leipzig, uh, also finished quite well last season in the German League, the Bundesliga. Although I believe they're off to a bit of a shaky start this season, but I don't think that's the best way to measure the team. So it should be a pretty uh, strong clash matchup there as well. Uh, other world and other news. Um, you might recall in the second segment that I mentioned that the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League here in the U.S., is going to be taking off the next uh, week, week and a half. That is, there will be no games during this upcoming week or the weekend or immediately following in the beginning of next week. Uh, and that's because it's an international window, and it's going to be uh, women's World Cup qualifiers for the European region, or UEFA. So there are going to be a, uh, a bunch of women's matches uh, in, for Europe qualifying on both uh, Wednesday and Thursday of this upcoming week. And uh, that actually... My apologies, I had that messed up. That's going to be uh, Thursday, September 16th, and Friday, September 17th, are when you're going to see all these different European qualifying matches. Uh, I'll leave it to you, listener, if you're interested to go look up a little more information about that. But also, um, the U.S. women are going to take advantage of this time as well, and they're going to play a friendly against Paraguay, and that match will be at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, although I'm not quite sure where it's going to be televised, so uh, I might have to do a quick search for that one uh, when you're looking to watch it. And then again, that's on Thursday, September 16th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, U.S. Women's National Team versus the Paraguay Women's National Team. Uh, let's see, any other uh, world other news? Oh, yes, the CONCACAF Champions League. So we have our own little region, Champions League. It's not nearly as illustrious, doesn't get near as much fanfare, but we are into the semifinals, as it so happens. Second legs, actually. So Philadelphia Union are going to be hosting Club America on Wednesday, September 15th. That'll be at 8 p.m. Central Time on TUDN, TUDNA, and Fox Sports 1. Uh, it's important to note that the first leg... Club in Club America. Club America won that 2-0, so Philadelphia is coming back from a two-goal deficit that they need to overcome in order to make it to the final. And then uh, the second semifinal for the CONCACAF Champions League, again, that's our region of the world, uh, is Cruz Azul versus Monterey, so two Liga Mekis teams, so both of them from Mexico League. Um, and that's going to be on Thursday, September 16th at 9 p.m. Central Time on Fox Sports 2. That match uh, is was won by Monterey in Monterey in the first leg, 1-0. So Cruz Azul just need to overcome a one-goal uh, deficit in order to put it onto level pegging and then perhaps more goals to push on and win after that. Um, also, this week there's going to be the Europa League, and all of the matches for that are uh, this Thursday, September 16th, Except for one match randomly that's uh, the day before on Wednesday, September 15th. It's uh, Spartak versus Liga Warsaw. I don't quite know why, nor did I look up why that match is on Wednesday when all the rest are on Thursday. But the Europa League is sort of like a, a one-tier down tournament from the UEFA Champions League. And it's been around for a while. Now, the new tournament this season, uh, even now a third-tier European club tournament, is the Europa Conference League. Those, uh, all those matches are this Thursday, September 16th as well, except for two matches, oddly, that take place on Tuesday, September 14th. So if you're interested in those listeners, please feel free to look up those in more detail. And uh, that is it for World and Other News. And as it so happens, that actually, that actually concludes the 10th episode of Pod of Two Halves. So 
for my co-host, Andres, he wants to thank you for listening to your time and your feedback that we've received so far. For myself, I'd like to thank you as well for uh, giving us a shot and listening to this episode. And as always, we appreciate any and all feedback we receive from you. You can reach us on Twitter at pod of underscore two halves. That's P-O-D-O-F underscore T-W-O-H-A-L-V-E-S. And for the listeners who have gone all the way through here to the end, quick teaser, we might, might, emphasis on might, have a bonus episode uh, where we're able to get some more thoughts about the Dynamo getting their win, and we're going to try and see if we can incorporate that around their uh, upcoming match on Wednesday away to the LA Galaxy. So look out for that maybe Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Uh, So in the meantime, though, listener, have a great start to your week, and... Look forward to catching up with you on episode 11. Bye.